on Sports 56 and 87.7 FM. Welcome back. Thanks for making us a part of your weekend. It is Memphis in May, so it's only appropriate that we take a few minutes on the show to talk with Memphis historian Jimmy Ogle, and he joins us now. Good morning, Jimmy. Good morning. Uh, you've got a busy schedule. I went to your website. Everybody should go check it out, jimmyogle.com. You were, yeah. you were uh, walking around giving tours last Saturday. You're giving tours today. What are your two tours you're giving today? One's at 1 Well, p.m. 1 o'clock today, we're going to have a great Union Avenue manhole cover and history tour. That's the granddaddy one of them all. That's uh, when we talk about a lot of manhole covers, but other history up and down Union Avenue. 1 o'clock, we meet at the Cotton Museum. And then at 3 o'clock, we meet at the Orphan. We're going to do Beale Street and the uh, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Heritage Corridor right behind there. Uh, so that's today's tours, and this is uh, brought to you by Memphis in May. So they brought me back in town. I moved in April, and uh, since Memphis in May, you know, for about over 40 years now, they've been honoring uh, a foreign country each year. And this year, because of the bicentennial, we're honoring Memphis and Shelby County for their 200th birthday. So the educational programs in the schools uh, these two weeks are about Memphis and Shelby County. And Lanier Smith, a great Beale Street uh, musician and I are going to 20 schools in 10 days to do a program about uh, all the highlights of Memphis history, all the things we've given to the world globally, whether it's overnight package delivery by air or uh, roadside lodging, self-service grocery stores, music, music, music. So that's why I'm here, Memphis in May. And you were just talking about the, you're the weekend right now between the barbecue uh, contest and Bill Street Music Festival. This is one of the busiest weekends in Tom Lee Park as they have to reset the park and load load all those things in. It's not an off weekend down there in Tom Lee Park, so it's kind of crazy down there right now. So, a great segment, Jessica's segment. You were great earlier today. I enjoyed listening to that. Oh well, thank you. I, yeah, I, I appreciate. It. I went off on a on a on a rant personally, but sorry. <laughs> <laughs> It's your show, pal. Do it. <laughs> well, you know, it, it is what it is. Jessica's, you know, y'all were talking about the high school basketball. One of the highlights we mentioned in Memphis was in 1969 when Larry Finch did sign with Memphis when the black community said, don't go there. And he stayed after the King assassination in 1973, took us all the way to the national championship. And there he is helping Bill Walton off the court, you know, after losing 20 points. Right. He showed his humility, his sportsmanship. And that was a highlight moment. And and a couple of years later, it's Penny Hardaway in the Coliseum. We're keeping the score clock. He's a ninth grader on Elliot Perry's uh, senior year at Treadwell High School. Garmin Curry was a coach, and I was keeping the clock. And they're saying, that little point guard is going to be the best ever out of Memphis. And so I do throw the hard- Finch slide up, and the students recognize Finch. I do throw a Hardaway slide up, not in basketball, but at the end of the program, we challenge him. Will you be the next Memphian on the cover of Time Magazine? There's been three people been on the cover of Time Magazine from Memphis. Will you be the next king of Memphis, whether you're Elvis or BB or Martin Luther King? Are you? Will you be one of the next gold medal Olympian? There's six Memphians who've won gold medals, like Rochelle Stevens, Cindy McKinney, and Cindy Parlow, and Penny Hardaway. When I show that Penny Hardaway slide, they all recognize Penny, you know. And of course, both of Paper Day Finch and Hardaway Finch for taking pictures. I think in like a 1993 graduation to Coliseum, where his players graduated, he was coached in, and then Hardaway with the recruiting, you know. So uh, that's Memphis history right there, Finch and Hardaway. And I'm, I'm glad to hear y'all talk about that. It's exciting. 
Uh, okay, so let's back up. Yeah. You just said there's three Memphians to be on the cover of Time magazine. We have Elvis being one of them, obviously. No, Elvis no. is not one of them. No? No. Fred, Fred Smith. Fred Smith. No, believe it or not. Um, Another man from the 1970s, not Elvis or Fred Smith. Where are we going? I've already mentioned his name. Well, I've already mentioned what he did. Holiday Inn. Holiday, oh yeah. So, oh, oh yeah, of course. That was that's such an easy. Kimmins Wilson, Kimmins yeah. Wilson. Of course, I, I remember that. I've seen that. I've seen that cover on on display. So Kimmins yeah. Kimmins Wilson, well deserved. Yes. Uh, he's, and then he's in the nineteen forties, before you were born, it was Boss Trump for his bossism for thirty or forty years of political control in the South, not just Memphis, but the South. So Ed Crump, Mayor of Memphis, political boss. Wait, so boss Boss Crump was on the cover of Time Magazine. Yeah. And was this was this like an expose? Was this a hit yeah, job, or was it a, it a profile? Story was it? about politics and uh, between his connections with McKellar and the Senate up there in Washington, all the things they did in World War II, the separate but equal. There's all sorts of stuff in there. Uh, well, I'll, I'll look at that issue for you, and then also the third one. I'll go ahead and tell you the third one. Okay, okay. just uh, and the name was uh, recently uh, was Aretha Franklin. So it was May twenty seventh, nineteen forty six. Boss Crump is on the cover of Time Magazine, June 28, 1968, Aretha Franklin. Now, she only lived two years in Memphis. She was born here and moved on to Detroit with her father as a preacher. And then June 12, 1972, Ken Israel. There you go. Aretha Franklin was the other one. The third one, yeah, Aretha right. Franklin. So she's, no Elvis. <laughs> I didn't, you know, no time wondering why they're struggling today. It's because they never put Elvis on the cover. <laughs> that's, you never know. But we challenge the kids. That and of course, Mosbo and Logan Drew, you know, they're 14 year olds and they made the Fortune magazine 18 or 18. Mosbo's with his passion for bow ties and Logan being the great junior chef there, you know. So we try to put a little challenge into the kids. Oh, yeah, uh, we can. So, you know, why not? Oh, absolutely. So, so do we, what are we, Aretha Franklin? So we, we kind of, I mean, she was born here and obviously that, that conversation came up um, when, when she passed, she passed away. away. Yeah. Of how six Lucy Avenue down there in Soulsville. This their house is in real bad shape right now. They're trying to get some money to restore it, you know. But uh, she was the queen of soul for sure, you know. Now, or do you, you move to Knox County? Uh, yeah, over Kane's up there. He's my Knox County mayor, isn't he? He pile drive somebody the other day on a table. Yeah, the the big red machine Kane <laughs> is the mayor who, and yeah, put on. Uh, oh, I'm, we'll talk about that during the wrestling hour coming up. Yeah. But, <laughs> So do you do you move? Do you consider yourself still a Memphian? Is it once you're a Memphian, you're always a Memphian, or yeah, do I need to put are. former I, I in front of it? Because I'm, I'm 40 years in parks and recreation tours in downtown. Now, I move every piece of furniture I need to live with for the rest of my life. This is a great purging for me. I'm back in town this month. No one's going to be here for three weeks with Memphis in May and doing 30 different appearances between walking tours and school programs. So I'm I'm going through things in my house right now that need to stay here, like with the downtown Memphis Commission. Uh, information stuff. And when you pressed me earlier about Music Island, you know, I just happen to have my hands on those VHS. You ever heard of VHS tapes? You know, I had V. Yes, I had VHS tapes. <laughs> You're a young guy, you know. But actually, you mentioned that. And I have the I have the Great American Pyramid and Festival Island video, the nine minute version. I got the Great American Pyramid, the ninth wonder of the world, the sixty eight minute Luke version, and another one there. Then also the big dig. Remember the big dig? I was there for the, the shovel. I, I was there for the one that rained out. Yeah. Didn't it rain out? And then they had it rained one? on Friday night. Yeah, it was scheduled for Friday night, September fifteenth. That was uh, nineteen eighty nine, and we had Great White and Tesla the next night on Saturday night in Mud Island Amphitheater. And Bob Kelly was not going to stop the show so they could drop that puzzle, uh, that uh, shovel. So we had to do our show on Friday night. The Blues Brothers. We had at Mud Island Amphitheater that night. 
on Friday night. We got to go on because of the covered stage. And we had Dan Aykroyd come and did his first show after John Belushi had died. And Eddie Floyd was a John Belushi part. Anton Figg uh, from David Letterman's show. Paul Schaefer came in. It was a great show. And then the next night, the real big dig went on with the shovel drop, 45-foot shovel. They dropped at the site, 20 minutes of Memphis music. And they did that during the set change between Great White and Tesla. And that's the, the, the groundbreaking for... Uh, the, pyramid, the pyramid, the Bass Pro Pyramid, then known as the Great American Pyramid. It originally was known as the Great American. That When Slinker went away, that, that changed. You know, another little Slinker connection. Uh, I was the first guy, when he took over Mud Island, I was the first guy he hired, and I was the last guy he paid. I had a great relationship with him. And I would go to L.A. looking at some of the plans they were trying to do. And 1989, they, when they tore down Stacks, he got salvaged rights. And we, the only original piece back in Stacks Museum of American Soul Music is that tile facade you walk by. You know, it says Stax Record Company on it in the front of the building. We saved that, went to Mississippi River Museum. It's back in Stax right now, the only original piece. And then in 1990, he said, let's go to a basketball game tonight. We were in L.A., and we flew to Denver. He was selling the Denver Nuggets that night. And I watched all the signatures go in a conference room of the Denver Nuggets being sold by Sidney Slinker. And, of course, the Nuggets are in the playoffs still right now. I'm pulling for the Nuggets because Will Barton's playing for the Nuggets, you know. Oh, yeah. uh, from Memphis, and we got to keep an eye on him. And another little connection last night, uh, Steph Curry tried to pull a Jeremiah Martin last night, didn't he? Did you see that? No points in the first half and 33 in the second half. What did Jeremiah Martin do earlier this year in a game? No points in one half and 41 right. in another half. So they tried to – the Warriors are copying Memphis. You know, That's, <laughs> that's, exactly, what, that, that's exactly what they're doing. I mean, Penny, <laughs> Penny right now is just on such a roll that even the Golden State Warriors – uh, want to take that from them? We were talking about the pyramid. We were referencing the Memphis Flyer pyramid. post. The Memphis Flyer yeah. posted the uh, original investor video for the pyramid yeah. and the, uh-huh. the plans that this alternate history really is what it is. It's like a totally different universe. Like, what if this would have been built? And uh, yeah. some of that stuff is is bananas because really not anything except the arena came to fruition from. Well, that video. and then later on, in that space below is a hundred thousand square feet, so it's shaped like a pyramid, three hundred twenty-one feet tall, six football fields at the base. So underneath the stand. There's 100,000 square feet, and that's where Wonders had, you know, the Titanic, the Art of Motorcycle, yes. the Russian exhibit. So they did fill out some exhibits in there. The pyramid started in 88, and Slinker came in in 89. He, he, he accepted a bid. He came in a year late. They didn't give him a chance to catch up. I think that was one fault there. I'm not giving him full fault. I'm not giving him full credit. He made had some problems, too, but they just went away. So he was behind starting out with, and then fell out of favor with some of the local supporters and the politicians and by. 91, the Gulf War came, the economy went bad, election season came in, Hackett lost to Harrington. Pyramid opened November 9th, 1991 with the judge, baby. <laughs> so, so, you're, so you're saying there's lots of the issue would, would be with the pyramid. It, it was bad timing. Like by the time it was, well, when it was getting yeah, built. we designed an arena that was a, a 19, as soon as we built it, it was out of date. Right. It was an out of date arena, just like the one in Charlotte. And when, when the Grizzlies came, they got us the Grizzlies. Think about that. If we didn't have the pyramid, we wouldn't have the Grizzlies. And then, of course, if we built the new arena, it's one of the finest in the country, the FedEx Bowl. You know, so. Which is, yeah, that's wild because that was the one time that our city's uh, just kind of bizarre idea of, hey, we have a temporary 
temporary home for the team. Like we're, we're trying to get an NFL. <laughs> like the team. Oilers. That, yeah, that didn't work for the NFL. <laughs> no, not but, not. Like that, because we, were, we knew they were going to Nashville. We were already mad about that. <laughs> right, we but the Grizzlies weren't going anywhere after this. But in our bid for the NFL, when every yeah. other city eventually got a team besides us in the expansion, right. like we were saying, hey, we have a we, we could play tomorrow. We could play yeah. tomorrow. Uh, we got the Liberty Bowl. We can play tomorrow. And the NFL's like, we don't want you to play tomorrow. We want yeah. you to play in a couple years in a brand new stadium. Correct. The yeah. one thing all those other cities did, they built a new stadium, and we did not. That's what got it. In fact, 1982, John Malmo had me coordinate the world's longest forward pass after Knoxville during the World's Fair. I'll tell you about that next time I call in from Knoxville. That's a great story. Yeah, so speaking of world's longest, this uh, in two weeks, on the 25th, Memphis May's going to have the world's longest picnic table down there going for a Guinness Book yeah, of World Records. Yeah, you know what, what do you know about that? What do you know about this? So they're going uh, for <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> they're just trying to do it. You need to go down there. I think the gate's open at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. you got the Great American River Run that, that morning, the 13.1 mile in downtown, plus the 5K to start out at 7 and 7.30 in the morning all over downtown. So it's streets get cleared about noon and everything, and people need to start heading down there, and then they got that. Of course, the fireworks tonight, air show, and all those things. So that culminates Memphis in May. Right. They, uh, we're talking with Memphis historian Jimmy Ogle. He's got so much going on this this entire month, Memphis in May. <laughs> Memphis in May brought him uh, to Memphis to celebrate yeah. the, the bicentennial. Uh, he is back here and on tour. Got uh, the, the two things today. Next week, you're going to the uh, you got two events next week. Well, next week's Court Square, and we're doing South Main next week on Saturdays, 1 o'clock and 3 o'clock. There are free tours, and all the information is on JimmyOgle.com. And oh, Kevin will talk about it all the time. He's on the radio. And that's your trivia. What's your down there next uh, Friday at the barbecue in the tent, you said? Yeah. Trivia? I, yeah, I'm going to be out at the Grizzlies tent doing trivia during right. Barbecue Fest, so that'll be fun. All right. Uh, the. Well, okay, but back to real quick on this okay. this, this uh, video the Memphis Flyer posted because it was so fascinating. Yeah. If you again, people have even watched it, go find it. It's the uh, it's the <laughs> none of this stuff in the video ended up happening with the pyramid, but the they they pitched the idea of of changing Mud Island to Music Island. Yeah, why? What? What's the story on Mud Island? Why is it called Mud Island? That seems like it's, first it's of all, it was just an island of mud. It was just a big muddy sandbar that formed over the years. So they just called it Mud Island. And then they tried to call it City Island for a while. Boss Crump said it ought to be dynamited or blown up or oh, wow. you know beautified or dynamited. And they tried to blow it up and it wouldn't go away. It just kept on forming back. We had an airport little landing strip there for a while in the fifties and sixties. Now, another name we had that Ed Slinker had come up with, and he lost about $10 million here because he took over the expense of Mud Island for three years from the city. Hackett got him to do that and try to com- combo both Mud Island and Pyramid as an attraction together and everything. We were going to call it Rockopolis. That's the, <laughs> Isaac Hayes came, not Isaac Hayes, Isaac Tigrick came up with that. You know, we were going to have a Hard Rock Cafe in the top of the uh, Pyramid. And he was, you know, he was one of the inventors of Hard Rock Cafe. As a guy. And, and Ra being the sun god and Ka being the soul god, and Polis being like Latin or Greek. So Rakopolis is one of the names they blurted out. Music guy, he wanted to be that. You remember we had Bud Boogie Beach? Oh, I do remember that. Yes, I've been there. Yeah, I was there. That was hot in 89 and 90. ESPN Volleyball was in here, you know, showing that. And volleyball and everything. But uh, great. Oh, that that was that that was that was and amazing. Was, you know, back then we were having thirty concerts a year in Mud Island Amphitheater. Now there's like three or four. You know, I know Snowden Grove and, and Botanic Garden. You can so. you can actually a Wikipedia page is up for Bud Boogie Beach if you want to learn more about it. If you've never heard of this, it was that <laughs> little water park that they had on. I remember taking a field trip to it so yeah in the a in the i was born in in 82 so okay. lots of what so we're talking about this is <laughs> you know my 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 you know i 
the pyramid is such an interest to me because the big day I went to it when I was like six or seven, right? So like from the very beginning, like I have been fascinated with this building and mm-hmm. and and what and what would happen. And I yes, I went to all these different incarnations of, of Mud Island. I don't know, that's just the name Mud Island. Like, could you come up with it? A worse name? Like, you're yeah, just gonna like, what are you name it? Let's name it after wet dirt. Let's yeah, name it. Yeah, <laughs> come on. There's a historical name on the river associated with the river in the seventies. Uh-huh. At that time, Mill Street was closed in downtown Memphis. Peabody was closed. Yeah. Uh, Lorraine Motel was closed. There's more people living in jail in downtown Memphis in 1979 when all that started than living residentially. 500 people live downtown. There's a thousand in jail. And guess what? The city's political leaders' big thing they were going to do was build a bigger jail. They built the only building in Memphis. You know about the number? What's that number? 201. Right. In its real name, you know, and that's where we were in '81 until the Belts opened the Peabody Hotel. You know, so Long Island opened '82 and it was desolate in downtown Memphis. You were caught. In downtown Memphis during that time, you were either lost or looking for the rendezvous, they say. You know, so it was empty, and now it's grown quite a bit. 27,000 people downtown, over 110 restaurants, and 20 fabulous museums. Of course, FedEx store, models on park, sports hall of fame coming this year, 901 football. They won last night, by the way, in Hartford. Uh, 901 FC won, so the second game, so... Oh wow! All right, lots happening in downtown Memphis. It's Memphis in May, pal. It's, it's Memphis in May. So if people want to go on your tours and learn some more, it's always we always yeah. this just goes by so fast every time you come on. They go to Jimmy <laughs> JimmyOgle dot com. They can meet you yeah. downtown. They, these are these are free tours. Yes, sir. Free. And they just got to show up. They don't need to sign up in yeah. advance or anything. No, no. Free public tours and handicap accessible. All of that. Yes, sir. about ninety. Got news in at one o'clock today. We'll be walking Union Avenue from Riverside to AutoZone Park, and then at three o'clock we'll be the Orphan, be Beale Street, and Martin Luther King Boulevard. Just a, a, a fountain of information, and I, yeah. I'm so glad you are back here. Hopefully, um, I will be able to, to to see you this month before you get okay. out of here. And um, what maybe, time are you at the Grizzlies tent? Um, I'm not sure. It's around lunch, but I think it's right, maybe uh, right after lunch or uh, at the beginning. I'll be between Fairly High School and Double Tree Elementary that day. We're doing 20 shows. We're doing 8,000 kids with these shows in these three weeks. So it's been great to see these kids respond. And, and like at, at Dexter Middle School, Larry Finch's son is the PE coach there, you know. And at St. Louis Catholic School, we mentioned Willie Mitchell and, and Boo Mitchell, and uh, you know, who's grandson of Willie Mitchell. And everybody started cheering. I wonder why St. Louis Catholic School, his Willie Mitchell's great grandson goes there, and they knew Uptown Funk and Bruno Mars. We sang it, you know, so right. we've had a great time. <laughs> Awesome. Uh, all right. Well, hey, we'll catch we'll catch back up with you sure. soon. Um, maybe I'll have you on again before the end of, before the end of the month as we celebrate Memphis Anytime. Memphis in know. May. Jimmy Ogle in Memphis in Memphis in May. Memphis. Uh, lots of ends there. Okay. All right. Thanks, Jimmy. Yes, sir. All right, Jimmy Ogle. Uh, always uh, fun. JimmyOgle dot com. Go check out some of his tours. You you learn so much so fast every time we talk to him on this show or anytime you go to one of his tours. You just it's just uh, so much information. It's hard to hard to keep up with. All right, we're, when we come back, we're going to talk wrestling on the radio. You're listening to Cerrito Live here on Sports Entertainment fifty six and eighty seven seven FM. <laughs> 